Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak. I'm your host, Elena Fox-Starks. Hey guys, I hope that you're doing really well in this very moment. The only moment you ever have is right now. If you're not doing well in this very moment, I want you to take three deep breaths. I hope that helped. Even if you are doing fine, hopefully that'll help you do a little finer. <laughs> so the thing is, um, I, I'm, I'm wanting to uh, talk about something pretty serious. Again, this has come up several times because we're all in the middle of letting go of our deepest, darkest, most dank, not in a good way, uh, thoughts of self-harm or suicide or just having a general depression or the idea of wanting to die. And I've been trying to throw off these feelings for a couple of weeks, but I know it's not what I really want. You know, I'm really excited about seeing the way the world is going to play out. And as soon as I'm saying that, my left ear just completely shut down and I can't hear out of it. And the tinnitus, there we go. <laughs> that, that means something, I don't know what, but it, it's a confirmation. A lot of people have been feeling this, and a lot of people have been acting upon it across the United States. Now, I can't say for the rest of the world, because I'm looking at a news article right now from the United States about UCLA, and nine students have died since August. That's really unheard of. Usually on any campus of around 50,000 students during a given year, between um, four and 15 students usually will commit suicide during the course of a year. And last year, for example, six students killed themselves at USC. Did I say, I think I said USC. USC, yeah, University of Southern California. Um, You know, the Trojans. (laughs) So basically they um, are very concerned and they're trying to be very ginger footed about it. And I don't mean with red hair on the toes. (laughs) Hey, Yoka. (laughs) Um, What I'm trying to say is it's been only since August, like in six weeks, nine people have died. Six of the families refuse to have the information released as to why or how the students died, which leaves the rest of the student body and other people speculating that maybe they were also suicides. And the um, 
administration, they're pretty much, their hands are tied. They can't discuss it legally because the family said no. Three students actually did kill themselves, but the other six, we don't know. But they are conducting an investigation now because they believe it might have been tainted narcotics. There have been incidences in the past year in which uh, drugs that resemble marijuana are, are sold as if they're marijuana and they smell like it. And people smoke it and die. There have obviously been a lot of the vaping deaths have happened as well. And there's a heroin additive that when people try heroin, even for the first time, or the people who have been addicted, um, they die like right away. I would not put past, you know, I I don't know, the evil drug dealers uh, to even put something in the cocaine to cut it. That's also, uh, you know, committing homicide, basically selling tainted narcotics. So I don't know what it is though. They don't know what it is either. Um, exactly. Like how do people, some of the deaths, they don't know if they died and some of them, they know exactly how they died and of what, but the family said, don't release it. So people are freaking out. They are really, really afraid of sparking, um, a wave of suicide basically. Um, Apparently, this is going on across the nation, according to the administration, that there's a lot more suicides this year and last year, probably because of Trump. But anyway, that's just my speculation. Uh, And I don't know if they're all suicides. I think that there's this weird crime wave of bad narcotics going around. You know, people think, oh, well, they did drugs. It was a drug overdose. Must have been suicide whatever. I don't think it's necessarily that, but if you hear these reports and you've also been feeling suicidal, don't think, well, he did it. So maybe I should, or she did it. So why not? Don't do it. A, you're going to have to come back here a lot more lifetimes to make up for it. If you uh, choose to be reincarnated again, to have this um, you know, to try to, you know, I hate this life, screw it. Let's just, bleh, eh, and then you do it. And then guess what? On the other side, you're going to be given a choice to come back and start over under the same circumstances, but they're going to be harsher. Like maybe you had an abusive father, but you grew up in Chicago. Well, this time you have an abusive father in the middle of freaking Siberia or some shit, and you're not gonna be able to get away without freezing to death. Like, you know what I mean? Like the circumstances will be really bad. You know, like if someone was bullying you and picking on you and you're able to run away from them next time, you'll be in a wheelchair because you commit suicide. Like it's like a weird extra karma thing that it's a choice that you get of what your circumstances is, but it's not going to be good. So don't do it. Don't do it. Um, I just, it's like, I've talked to people who have had this, um, who tried to, or like my friend's mom, she tried to kill herself and she ended up in a really horrible place while she was in a coma. And she, it was like the worst thing. It was the worst, worst punishment she ever could have imagined one that she chose for herself. And she lived and she came back and she started telling everyone about it. Like, you know what? Don't do it. It's not worth it. It's really and truly not worth it. It kind of makes you lose brownie points with God or whatever, 
you know, not really, because God loves you no matter what. You're always loved no matter what. I love you. I don't even know you and I love you. So, I mean, you must be lovable. <laughs> and of course you're lovable. You are a spark of the great divine. And as such, you are worth it, right? So if I'm not talking to you, thank God. <laughs> if I'm talking to you about one of your friends or family members, I'm going to give a phone number in a, in a minute. So, so, uh, get a, um, get a pen and a paper or a fresh, clean arm and a pen. <laughs> if you're like me, I, I like to write down, uh, important numbers on my arm <laughs> and until I take my next shower, Hey, I, I know where it is, but, <laughs> or until the next time I get sweaty and that's just, okay. Okay. We're, we're, we're digressing too much. Anyway, regressing, digressing. I don't know. <laughs> no caressing of your arm. If you write it on your arm. Um, all right. So basically if I am talking to you directly though, I want to tell you something. First of all, all the crap that's going on in your life right now, that's making you feel this way is false information. It's not real. It's completely false information. You are worthy there should never be a question to your worthiness. You are a child of God. You are literally a spark. You are a piece of God. You know, you're not a piece of shit. <laughs> you're a piece of God. <laughs> so, and besides even pieces of shit on the sidewalk, that's also part of God. Everything is a part of God. There's nothing that is good or bad. Everything just is right. But the is that is, is just made from pure love. Now, maybe you've taken on a lot of uh, junk from other people, negative energy, and you can't see the love inside yourself, not enough to even love yourself or the person in your life who might be feeling this way. So if you know someone who's going through this or you yourself is going through this, first of all, it's usually old energy from the 3D world, okay? Because right now the energy here, the fifth dimension is really, really good and positive. And if you're not feeling that, you're going to maybe need to see a therapist or do a lot of meditation, a lot of deep breathing, a lot of praying, but ultimately you're going to have to reach the conclusion that you are love. You are loved. You are here for a reason and a mission. And if you don't know what that is and you don't think you're worth anything because you don't know what it is, it just means you didn't find your mission yet because Everyone is here for a reason. You know, I think I did mention a couple um, months ago, there was a story in Betty Eady's book. She was uh, just this Christian lady who was like really, really Bible thumping type, like Baptist or something like really deep into that old time, not really the old time religion. I mean, old time religion is actually paganism, but I mean, the more newer modern old, old time religion, you know, heaven and hell, and you're going to go to hell and you're going to burn forever type of crap. Right. Well, she was that kind of a religion. I can't remember what religion, maybe it's Mormonism. I don't even know. Maybe it's Baptist. I don't know. Anyway, she, um, how did she, I guess she talked to somebody who had a near death experience or something. And I'm not even remember this. I'm not even remembering this. Oh my God. So much of my past timelines have just been completely erased from my mind. 
I know there was something I'm trying to recall it. You can recall any information you need to. And sometimes it takes a few minutes. <laughs> Um, because it's accessible, you know, you have to just go to your higher self. So let me, let me do that for a second and see what was a Betty Edie story. Um, is someone that she talked to. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. It was someone that she talked to. And this person said that they, I guess it was, it was when she was dead already. And this person had already died and she was extremely, um, judgmental of homeless people. She hated homeless people. She hated, oh, they're just lazy. They're dirty. They're scumbags. They're probably on drugs or this or that. Just, I mean, this societal programming that's completely total BS. Homeless people are every bit as God, a bit as God of God. How do I say that? Homeless people are every bit a spark of the divine as I won't say the presence, but all the quote unquote people of the world that are like supposedly important, like mother Teresa or Iman imams or priests or see, okay. These are really horrible examples, but, um, you get the picture. Oh, okay. I'll say, okay. Kindergarten teachers are every bit as a piece of the divine as like homeless people who are junkies or whatever. You know what I mean? Like everybody has a part to play and most of our parts in, that we play are just like roles, like we're actors on the planet. That means actors who are actually acting for a living are double actors because they're acting as if they're actors and then they're also actors. So that's kind of a double role, <laughs> always, you know? Um, but anyway, I'm like really flubbing this one. I'm not going to re. I'm not going to reboot and start this one over though, because I feel like I don't need to. I just feel like I need to keep going. Okay. So in this story, she was taken to a man who is a homeless person and she's very judgmental of him. Her, I guess her higher self or her spirit guardian or, you know, spirit guide or whatever took her to, to show a homeless person to watch her reaction. And she was like, Oh, he's dirty. He's this, he's probably on drugs. Like totally, and completely judgmental of the guy. And, and then, uh, her higher self said, that's your opinion and you don't know the whole truth. So let's show you the whole truth. Showed her the truth of the fact that this man, while still in heaven, he was a spiritual master and he knew that his best friend was going to be at his lowest point and he saw his best friend's potential life, you know, uh, book. And he's like, you know what? I want to be a homeless person on the street when he is at his lowest point. So I could talk him out of suicide because they, everyone involved in creating these lifetimes knew that if this guy is going to be suicidal, that's going to be the moment at which, you know, he loses everything like his, his job, his, his, you know, wife, his family, whatever, like all these things are going to just hit him at once. And so then she was taken to the fast forward part where this homeless guy who all he ever did his whole life was be homeless, waiting on the street for his very best friend in heaven to come up to him, getting ready to commit suicide. And she got to witness the scene and this is what happened. So the homeless guy is seen there and he's just asking people walking by him for money. And his best friend from heaven came and he was crying. 
he was just like his hair was a mess and his tie was undone and his shirt was unbuttoned. He was just disheveled and just like crying. And, and he said, can, you know, do you have any money? You know, asked him for money. And, and he said, you know what, man, just take it all and gave him his whole wallet. And he goes, Hey, I need you to come and sit with me. And he had a long talk with him and he found out that the guy was suicidal and he found out that what his problems were like what led him to that. And he talked him out of it. He talked him out of it. And I think he even gave his wallet back. He said, I, I don't want to take your money. I just want to hug. And that simple act of human kindness kept the man going. And then he eventually married and I think had a kid and the kid did something good for the world. It was just like this beautiful story. But the, the man was a spiritual master and his sacrifice was to be spit upon and be yelled at and cajoled and called a junkie and whatever being treated like crap his whole life for that one moment of saving his best friend's life so I guess from this experience Betty Edie learned how not to be judgmental of every stinking person she sees <laughs> literally um, so anyway I wanted to you know, bring that up that, I mean, it's like, it's such an important thing that you don't do that. I mean, if you do, God loves you no matter what. Okay. But because there is no sin, I'm going to tell you right now, you know, that new modern old time religion isn't even really, it's just meant to produce guilt and shame. You know, um, I just heard something a few minutes ago before I started this and Oh God, it's a masterclass for Mind Valley about relationships. It's absolutely free. They give out free masterclasses every month um, on Mind Valley Academy. So mindvalley.com. And this woman, I just heard her say this. Okay, so let me get this right. Um, I think I might, I hope I get this right. Okay, she said that there's guilt and shame. And when you feel guilty, it's because you're not living up to the standards of other people that are something outside of you, their exterior to you. And they don't freaking matter, really. But when you feel shame, it's because you're not living up to your own standards. And these both both emotions, however, can really hold you back in relationships and can hold you back, especially with your relationship with yourself. So you know, everybody feels every emotion that there is, except maybe narcissists don't feel actual love, but they do feel guilt and shame. There's other things that they can feel. And there's some people in society that don't, you know, psychopaths don't feel anything. Sociopaths mimic the feelings of, of things that they think they're supposed to feel. Um, so, you know, an autistic people take on the emotions of other people as if it's their own sometimes, and it's hard to unravel some stuff. But for the most part, the average person feels the same as every other average person. Like, and I'm not calling you average, obviously. I mean, because you are a spark of the divine. You are perfect and beautiful. But as humans in this world, coming from the 3D, moving to the 5D, it's a massive transition. And during any great massive transition, obviously there's going to be some growing pains. There's going to be a little bit of grief going on, depression, anger, bargaining. Um, I mean, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, 
And finally, acceptance, right? Acceptance is going to be the easiest key that you've got to get through this crap. You know, going into the 5D, which we're already there. We're already anchored in, but we still have remnants that we have to let go of. You know, have you ever moved into a new apartment or new house? You couldn't wait to get unpacking. You're so excited. You set your boxes on the kitchen counter and oh, lo and behold, there's like dead bugs. There's flies. There's dust. There's dirt and debris. And you're like, ugh, ugh. That's like the dirt from the people that lived there before. And then you realize this wasn't a brand new shiny clean apartment built for you. This is something that's been around for a while. And it's just the remnants and it's the debris and you have to deal with it. You have to take care of it. But once you take care of it, everything is shiny and new again. Now you can put all your stuff out. You know, take all your stuff out of the boxes and put things away. And everything becomes nice, neat, and tidy. But until you clean up the debris, the dirt, the dead bugs, and whatever. You know, things that were bugging you in the past. You know, you got to take care of it. But don't feel ashamed of anything that happened anymore, right? Because maybe your own personal set of standards weren't correct. Maybe you were looking at it through a very narrow lens and you didn't see the whole picture. You know, so if this is you, if this is someone you know, if this isn't you, thank God. If it's someone you know, though, I'm going to give you that number now, okay? The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline in the United States is 800-273-8255. And you will be connected to a certified crisis center And the call is always free and confidential, which is very important. So the people that are going to USC are like starting to panic, you know? I mean, they're getting emails left and right. This student died, that student died. And it's like, even though there's 50,000 people there, one of the students said, I feel like I'm surrounded by death. Like, my God. That, in addition to the fact that most of California is on freaking fire. I mean, there's a lot of heightened tension energy, which usually is really good to elicit a powerful and magnificent change. But right now it might feel a little scary, a little hairy, like, Oh God, this is like, you know, I mean, parts of Africa are on fire. Siberia has been on fire. Alaska, half the United States. The freaking rainforest has been on fire in Brazil. Like, there's been so many fires. I was just talking to Jude uh, Dikoff today about this, my near twin flame, because it's just crazy. And he's like, wait a minute, I think in the Bible it says it's supposed to, like, you know, the, the world's supposed to end in fire. And look at here we are. We're here at the doorstep of the death of the world that we knew. You know? It's the end of the world as we know it, but I feel fine. <laughs> and that's okay. You can feel fine too because you're in the fifth dimension. You know, I've told you before, the third dimensional world, it's like a freaking rocket booster and it's going to break up and, you know, fall away from us. But we're okay. We're always going to be okay. So don't take a drastic step when you're not feeling good. I haven't been, you know, I've had many, many moments in the past week or two where those old suicidal feelings came up from a long time ago. And then my fear of the future, 
But what is fear but false evidence appearing real? F-E-A-R. And I know, I know it's wrong. So I usually how I handle it is I get the feeling. I think about it. And, you know, I even have a plan of, of how it could happen, right? And it's not a plan. It's not like a definite plan, but it's like an idea of how it can happen. You know, um, not, not a gun. Okay. Not a knife too messy. I'm a Virgo. You know what I mean? Like I've thought about this stuff, but I also allow myself to picture a, a different timeline. Well, what happens though? If, um, well, okay. If I don't get love, would that be the only reason? Well, if I'm rich no, <laughs> because of course I have money. Well, what if I'm not rich? Well, you know, actually, I did have a friend said I could live on his land. And I did have another friend said that I can move to Manhattan and live with him. He's got an excellent job. We could even be in a relationship if we fall in love. And he's a lovely person. I've known him for like six or seven years. Well, that's a possibility. And I would have an ex-boyfriend who wouldn't mind having me back. He's mentioned he would like marriage, you know, even though these aren't the things I have planned for my life or things I really, really, really want. They're two viable options that aren't that. So if you are in this situation and, or, you know, someone in this situation where they're just like, I'm in a bad way, dude, I don't feel good. I'm depressed. La la la. You have to ask yourself, where's this coming from? Is this coming from somebody else? Or is it coming from me right now? Was I happy in the past three months? Or the past six months. Is it possible these are remnants and dust and debris and things that bug you from your past? Is it based on fear of the future? Is it something that is not 100% from you? Is it the easy way out or the easy solution that your ego came up with to help you to avoid responsibilities now? Some people feel like they'd rather kill themselves than break up with their spouse, for example. That's a big one. Um, some people are feeling like they don't want to move again. They don't want to put stuff in boxes again. Oh, damn it. You know what I mean? People, I'd rather die than than, than do that. You know, so sometimes it's just about avoiding responsibility. (laughs) If you're very honest with yourself, right? Sometimes there's, there's that. Sometimes you don't want to be more responsible or add one more thing to your plate. And some, most of the times you don't have to, you could just move things around and get rid of the stuff you didn't need anyway on your plate. Right. You know, if you've been going to that Mahjong tournament for the last 25 years, damn it. But you're just so tired of it. And you just, maybe I'm just depressed. I want to kill myself. <laughs> maybe it's not that. Maybe you don't want to kill yourself. Maybe you're not depressed. Maybe you just freaking hate the bitches at the Mahjong tournament, right? <laughs> I don't know what you people do or what you, you know, who you are, what you do. I don't, I don't know. I've never heard any one of you tell me that you go to a Mahjong tournament. But it's just kind of a funny example. I could come up as a Hayoka shaman to um, show you maybe maybe just maybe you're not really depressed or maybe you're sad maybe the sadness has lingered but maybe it's not 
a hundred percent what you think it is, right? So always step back and go, is it these things that I think? And you know what? Call the number I gave you. Or there's an app called Seven Cups of Tea. It's absolutely free to download. And you could talk to a group of your peers and you're all anonymous. And you could tell everyone you're 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 uh, you're angry about this, so just vent it out. Or you're sad about that, just vent it out. You know, I have a lot of things that have made me feel this way lately. One is um, a lot of my friends have died in the past year. Like my close people that were absolutely my close confidants, people that I could tell anything to, and they would never judge me, and they would always love me. People that at three in the morning I could call, and they would be there. And then, you know, one one of them would have complained, but would be there for me anyway. And the other one never would complain, right? And in the past uh, ten years, I've had like twenty people die in my life, and it's freaking depressing as hell. And when people ask me, "Oh, do you have a novio? You know, like, do you have a boyfriend in Ecuador? Are you married to an Ecuadorian?" And I'm like, "No, I've been alone for three years. My last relationship was with a narcissist in Peru." who was incapable of love or even remembering any super important thing I ever told him in six months. So he was either a narcissist or autistic, but I think if he'd been autistic, he still would have remembered some of the stuff I told him. And it just hurt me like big time. It was like really heart wrenching, but I don't want to kill myself over that because you know, he's just an idiot and I'm, I'm, (laughs) I'm just kidding. He's not really an idiot. He's a narcissist. So he's broken too. So I don't really blame him for his brokenness. I saw the way his mother treated him every single day of our relationship. And I just pray for him. I hope he finds what he's looking for. I hope he's able to somehow someday find happiness. I saw him struggling day to day without even feeling happy about anything. He would act like he was happy and he would smile and laugh, but I could tell he really wasn't. You know, but I also don't need to have a relationship with someone like that. So... You know, he broke up with me and it was just, it was for the best. Thank God. Bye. <laughs> he tried to triangulate me with his new, I have a new girlfriend. Look, here's a picture of us. Oh, here's, here's another picture of us. I'm really, really happy. Did you find anyone yet? I'm all, no, because I'm going to take time to um, be with myself and I'm happy for you. Maybe you'll marry her and have babies. Oh no. Oh my God. No, I don't want that. Like, well, you know, maybe you will. Maybe she'll be the one. Maybe I led you to the one. Maybe I'm your good luck Chuck fuck. I don't even you know. <laughs> Have you guys ever saw a movie? Good luck, Chuck. You know, I'm just like, I don't know. Maybe I'm the one that leads people to the, the one that they marry. It's, it sucks if that's true. But I mean, you know, hey. But I, I, I've had a lot of reasons. But then at the same time, I have a lot more reasons to live. So when I step back and go, well, you know, a lot of these feelings are remnants from the past. You know, when, you know, when your own mother gives you away and then your stepmother beats you and your, your second stepmother kidnaps you to a foreign country and no one freaking bothers to call the police. You know, I've, I've had a, like, a really crappy life. Some of the shit that's happened to me and that's gone down in my life has been really, really bad. But I'm okay right now. I'm okay in this moment. And that's what I realized. That's my biggest, greatest life realization. I'm okay right now. I'm wearing clothes. I'm I'm not cold. I'm not living in the streets right now. I'm not in the snow. 
you know, things can be a hell of a lot worse. The riots are gone. They, we don't have riots anymore. That was over mid, mid October. <laughs> Thank you, God. You know, so you have to just count your blessings. You know, if you've had a meal today, that's better than, than 75% of the world. If you had three meals today, 75% of the world did not be grateful for that. If you have a blanket to cover yourself, be grateful for that. You know what I mean? So step back and go, okay, look, instead of counting all the crap that's going down, that's gone wrong, pat yourself on the back for having gone through it. Pat yourself on the back for choosing such a freaking hard life. And yet you are killing it at this moment because you're still alive. You're still standing you know, I mean, that's, I, I mean, sometimes I just have to like sing to myself, you know, that song, I'm still standing after all this time, picking up the pieces of my life without you on my mind. Right. And sometimes you just got to do that. You know what I mean? Just screw the past. You know, a hundred people in your life can die, but you know what? You're still here. So, you know what? See ya suckers. You're dead and I'm not. I'm alive and I'm still going to make something in my life. And someday I will die of natural causes. Hopefully it'll be when I'm, you know, 98 or 108 or 158. Who the hell knows how long we're going to live in the fifth dimension? And then I'll see them. And to them, the people in heaven, they're not sitting around moping that we're not dead yet with them. They sometimes they check in on us, but they're too busy playing well, probably not Mahjong tournaments. <laughs> but they're probably busy playing concerts and going to learning halls and learning lectures and, you know, learning about where they're going to go next. What their next life is going to be because you know what? There's always going to be another next life. And a next one and a next one and a next one. And oh my God, we keep going. So don't panic about the crap that went wrong in this life. Just think, well, you know what? That's one more shitty thing I could put under my belt. I could put in my shitty things that happened to me notebook because maybe once I have died in a hundred years of natural causes, I'm going to sit around that, that campfire with all those people in heaven. And we're going to trade war stories about all the crap that happened to us. And the worse it gets, maybe that means I'm going to win. I'm going to win that contest. Damn it. (laughs) Oh, you were attacked by a mountain lion? Well, check this out. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was I was struck by lightning. <laughs> you know, or or you know, you were struck by lightning. Well, check this out. Look what happened to me. I died on the Titanic. Well, no, I didn't personally, but you see what my point is. Stick around. See how bad it can get. <laughs> Write it in your mental notebook cuz you're going to win that contest at that campfire if it gets bad enough. And speaking of campfire, um, shout out to my friend, Wayne. I love you dear, dearly. And you've been a, a good friend of mine for a long time since the day we met. We've never had a fight. We've never had a falling out. And I'm sorry that you had to live through the campfire. And I know you're still, still going through those things. My friends, Tony and Jeremy, same thing. People, anyone who went to that campfire. And that was on the 8th of November. I don't know if I even mentioned it. That was the one-year anniversary. can't believe so much time has passed since my hometown burned to the ground. See, that's another thing for my notebook, though. 
you know, I don't want to be depressed about it. It's like, well, shit happens. That was the crappiest thing that could possibly have happened. But we are number one, baby, because guess what? It was the worst fire in the history of the United States. We're number one. We're number one. See, there you go. What if out of all the people you knew in your family, you're the biggest failure? You're the number one at failure. You're number one. You're number one. And if you're not, maybe you're number three or four. Well, then good. Then you got three or four of the people go, well, well, you're going to win the contest in heaven, but you know, at least I'm killing it compared to you. I mean, you know what I mean? So what I'm trying to say is there's always going to be a way that you could step out of that horrible, depressive box and start looking at things just a little bit different. 1% different. Like, hmm. All right. Well, you know, I joined the ring. It's like, it's like, well, things to do in a human life. Uh, get divorced. Check. <laughs> Move. Check. Get fired. Check. I've done all those things. Become homeless for a time. Check. Did that. Check that box off. <laughs> You know, you could look at it in a different way, even in a humorous way, you know, in a, in a negative contest way. <laughs> if you have to do something that makes you laugh and that laughter will resonate through your highest heart and then you can get back to center. All right. They call the numbers if you need it. Give the numbers out to people who do need them. I mean, even if you want to put these right down the, um, you know, just write, don't do it. And write suicide prevention hotline, write the number on several pieces of paper. Just go, go, uh, pin them up on all the bulletin boards in your town. Help save lives. If, if you feel proactive about it, you know, um, you know, God, you're going to judge yourself harsher than God is. God loves you no matter what. And some of us bite off more than we could freaking chew and our lives just suck. And then they suck more and then they just suck the balls off the donkey wagon. Sometimes that's what happens. It's just so bad. It's so freaking bad, but it's always going to get better. <laughs> Life is a freaking roller coaster. It goes down, then it goes back up. You know, like a prostitute in New York on a Saturday night. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's just, it's life is up and down. That's all it is. So if you're at the lowest point right now, that's good. You're going to go back up. Everything's going to be fine. I promise you everything's really truly going to be fine in the end. And in the end, you could be like, Oh, what was I even worried about? The universe always had my back every freaking time. Like you could have literally your very last penny in your pocket. And then you get a hole in your pocket and you drop your last penny. And five minutes later, someone's going to hand you a meal. Or 10 minutes later, someone's going to go, well, why don't you live in my garage? Or the next day, you're going to find a dog. And because you have a dog, people are going to donate money for the dog. And you and the dog get to eat. You know what I mean? Like, there's something is always around the corner that's going to save your ass. 
God always has a CYA policy, a cover your ass policy for every single one of us. There's always that contingency plan that we don't always remember. It's in the fine print details in your life contract before you get here. But not everybody reads the fine print. So then you get scared, then you get sad, then you get worried, then you get depressed, then fear False evidence appearing real happens and then the depression happens and then you're like, ah, and then someone kills themselves near you and then that becomes catchy. Don't let that, you know, inoculate yourself against this. Realize that this is not who you truly are at the core of your being. It's not who you truly are at the center of your soul because you are love. With love becomes, comes peace and understanding and eventually joy okay with love comes that intense power of can-do attitude but if you have a can't-do attitude that's okay become a better curmudgeon than you were before improve yourself (laughs) improve yourself you know my my oldest kid had a, a a piece of art that he bought he um he had it hanging in his room or had it up in his room for a long time that we, we got it, um, at an old junkyard guys, uh, junkyard Quonset hut in Michigan <laughs> out in the countryside. We're driving around and my friend's like, Oh my God, it looks so cool. Let's go over there. And this guy, um, he had a lot of really quirky and really funny stuff. Like just, I mean, posters and sayings and, you know, the weird old ones from like the seventies, like, I don't have a drinking problem. I drink, I get drunk, I fall down. No problem. Right. Those that's like not funny anymore. Cause you've heard it a thousand times, but this one I'd never heard before. And my oldest is like, I have to have this mom only can buy it for you right now. It says, if you first, if at first you don't succeed, give up, don't be a damned fool about it. <laughs> And I just thought that was so funny. It was like, yeah, you know what? You can always become a better curmudgeon. You can always become a little bit more cynical and a little bit more sinister or a little bit more whatever until you're tired of being that. And then you could stop being that in any given day. You could be a little bit nicer, a little bit happier, a little bit of a doormat, more and more and more until one day you go, you know what? Forget that. No more Mrs. Nice Guy. No more doormat for me. Take this job and shove it, Mr. Man. Or maybe, you know, you just toughen up a little or you, you know, you just change it up. Change something like 1% different today. If it's going to make you feel a little bit better. But if you feel like you want to be mean, just go around with a scowl for a week. And probably at the end of the week, you're going to feel good because you got it all out of your system. Don't just dismiss your feelings. If you are feeling depressed and have suicidal ideations, please call that number or make an appointment with somebody or, you know, seven cups of tea, you know, the app, there are, uh, apps for, um, usually for 30 to $60, you can talk to a real professional, um, person over the internet too, uh, or over apps. You can, you don't have to go see them in person. I don't even think it has to be in your country or even in your state. I feel like you can, um, as long as you're getting help, you're getting help, right? 
The best thing that you could do though, ask yourself to be hooked up to the crystalline healing grid that I helped build. I was one of, of thousands of light workers. We were all told at the same time to build this and we didn't know who else was building it, but we did it. And I see it. It's there. It's, I, you know, when I close my eyes, it's kind of a hot pink, like, you know, just a lovely pink and it's glowing like an ultraviolet. So when you see it, it's there. You know, if you don't see it, that's cool too, but it's going to be there and it's going to be there for you. It's healing on every level. If you, um, ask to be hooked up to that grid, but you need extra, you could ask your holy guardian angels be with you. You can ask my guardian angels be with you to say, Elena's guardian angels. I need you. Boom. They'll be right there for you. They'll send more angels. Just ask for help. I, I told you guys before I've had such really low moments that Robin Williams came and laid with me in bed and put his arm around me, the spirit of Robin Williams. And I felt him and he told me jokes all night until I laughed myself to sleep. I mean, that's like, you know, depression and a psychic. That's what, when you're a psychic medium and you're super depressed, that's the kind of crap that happens, right? (laughs) The funny ghosts come to help you. Hunter S. Thompson sat on the edge of my bed many times saying, you know, don't, don't feel like this. It's going to be all right. He even told me, I see your twin flame. You're going to be so happy. You have like the brightest future. Things look so bleak right now, but it's always dark as before the dawn, man. He says, don't do it. It's not worth it. I did it. It's, so, it's too much pain. Don't cause more, <laughs> you know, don't cause more pain. It's not worth it. When he says, he even showed me he's going to be at my wedding. I saw his spirit standing behind us while we get married, laughing his ass off, of course. Calling us fools for getting married, but at the same time being absolutely weepy at the fact that our love was so real and true. I've seen that. I've seen that. That's my future. It's pretty crazy. But I believe it. You know, I believe it. So, you know, I don't know. It's a long, long discussion on this, but it's so important that you know the truth. You are worthy. You are loved. You are important. If you weren't living on the planet right now, who would be in your place? No one. No one can replace you. You're unique. You're so loved and so important that God made certain you're in this life right now in this moment. Remember what I said about Ted Turner? He said, life is like a B movie. You don't want to get up and and leave in the middle of it. But you probably never want to see it again either. Everybody listening to this, you're in your last life right now. You're never going back to 3D. It's never going to get that freaking bad ever again. And from this day forward, it's going to get only better and better and better and better. So you still have remnants. You got to clean the bugs off the counter. You got to clean the dust off the counter of your former life. And then you got to get down to the business of living. And when you do that more and more and more, it's on its way to you right now. Remember, Plu-a-ra-sa, Plu-a-ra-sa, Plu-a-ra-sa. That helps you get back to center. It's a Pleiadian chant. It helps you connect with your highest purpose, your highest good, but also get help if you are uh, stuck. Anyway, that's my massive, my massive class on, you know, my service. (laughs) to humanity in that way because we need to talk about this crap sometimes we really do 
So, I mean, like I said, I love you and I don't even know you. So if I love you, that must mean you're lovable. God loves you. That's two people. Jesus loves you (laughs) outside the DMV. I mean, this guy wanted to punch him so bad. He always gave me a Jesus loves you pin. I'm like, dude, I'm not even religious. Leave me alone. Right. But he's right. He was like wearing this like solid white suit, like white on white on white on white, even white tennis shoes with a white top hat and and tuxedo tails. And he'd hand me this Jesus love you, loves you pin. And it's just after like four or five hours of being beaten up by the, the really mean demons that work at DMV in California. Um, and then this guy in an all white suit hands you a red button, says Jesus loves you. It's just like, want to punch this fucker, like for real. But, <laughs> but at the same time you want to hug him because you're like, thank you. You know what? Life isn't as bad as it could be. I mean, that was like in Chica, that was like always the scene at the DMV, like every freaking time I went there and, you know, and after the Jesus loves you guy, then there's a hot dog vendor and you're so starving. You're like, oh yeah, I want a hot dog and a Coke. And then you eat that. And you're like, ew, uh, why did I eat that? It was good. But I mean, ew, uh, I could have gone to have a salad or, you know, a healthy taco or something like, ew, uh. <laughs> I mean, DMV just really, I mean, I I swear to God, if you've ever been to a DMV in the United States and you've been beaten up by the demons that work there for a couple hours, I swear to God, everyone that has ever been in that experience, we all have PTSD from that alone. Guaranteed. (laughs) Like seriously, every time you have to go to the DMV, it's like this heart sinking feeling. And if you ever saw the TV show Reaper about, um, the guy whose parents sold his soul to the devil and he had to work for the devil for the rest of his life, reaping souls, um, from, I mean, souls that were like escaped from heaven or from hell. And he had to go gather them up and put them back in hell. And, um, the portal to hell was in Phoenix, Arizona is what one of the demons said. It was like, Oh my God, it was so funny. Like, yeah. And in all, and, and he has to bring the escaped souls that he captured again to the DMV to give it to the demon that works there. And I'm like, oh my God, how come I never saw that before? It's probably true. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to uh, tell you really quick, uh, the heartmouth.org, their website is down. Can't even get any Shimon residence information. Um, disclosurenews.it just basically said... Uh, the first part of the chart was absolutely calm. And then there's light movements that gave way to light activity of the day that lasted for the central part of the day. And during the phase where three peaks exceeded 20 hertz frequency and others that touched 20, uh, but 24 hertz frequency was it. That was all that's reported. And heart mouth, just there's no information whatsoever. Lesson 156 in A Course in Miracles today ACIM.org, or you could download it free. Just there's a million apps out there for, of course, miracles are absolutely free. But today we're on lesson 156, and this is really a good one. I walk with God in perfect holiness. I walk with God in perfect holiness. Today's idea but states the simple truth that makes the thought of sin impossible. 
It promises that there's no cause for guilt and being causeless, it doesn't exist. It follows surely from the basic thought so often mentioned in this text, ideas leave not their source. If this be true, how can you be apart from God? How could you walk the world alone and separate from your source? Yeah, obviously you can't. You are never, ever, ever alone. So, okay, there's more, but I'm not going to get into it. I'm going to take a quick break. And when I come back, I am going to channel Mahavatar Babaji. He is a holy, spiritual, ascended master. He has been alive for over 4,000 years. He lives in India, uh, in the Himalaya mountains. Uh, You have to have a very special high, high, high vibration to see him. I have never seen him, but I have felt him touch my forehead. He is my spiritual master, and he has been with me a lot. Usually he's telling me to meditate, telling me to check my third eye, or telling me whatever it takes to get up into the fifth dimension. And once I got there, he was like, now I don't really need to tell you instruction anymore. But he's still here for me, and he still loves me, and I still love him dearly. And he's a pretty cool and incredible uh, guru to have. But his information is universal. So he's going to teach all of us something tonight. I don't know exactly what. I'm sure it's going to be very deep and very metaphysical and very wonderful. So that's it. Who walks with me? This is a question that should be asked a thousand times a day, according to this lesson that I just told you. So I want you guys to ask that. Who walks with me? Just ask it. Who's walking with me? Because you're never alone. You have to ask this a thousand times a day until certainty has ended doubting and established peace. So today, let your doubting cease. God speaks to you in answering your question with these words. I walk with God in perfect holiness. I light the world. I light my mind and all the minds which God created one with me. You're not on a road to nowhere. You're on a road to salvation. You're going to save yourself and you're going to save others by raising your vibration in every moment, every day whether it's smoking weed, which does get you high. It raises your vibration higher. You can eat it if you don't want to smoke. And if it bothers you, don't do it, but meditate. Light candles, bubble bath, clear your air with incense. Open your windows. Raise your vibration to raise and elevate your mind. Don't give in to the ideas of the old world because that's so 3D and it's so over. We're here now. We're in a place of perfect harmony and peace if we but let go of the stuff we don't need anymore and accept it now. I'll be right back right after these messages to channel Mahavatar Babaji from India.
Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you. All right, guys, so I'm here connected to Mahavatar Babaji. I don't see him with my eyes. I do sense him with my energy, though, and he's powerful and strong. But before I get to that, I came up with an image that explains perfectly what's going on right now in our world. And I wanted to say it in just this way so that you understand <laughs> how my crazy Hayoka shaman mind works with my crazy wisdom. But <laughs> how many of you have seen the space shuttle take off into outer space? Have you ever seen a rocket or the space shuttle being launched? It's this massive um, boosters filled with fuel that gives enough impetus to get the flock off the planet, Right? And, and the first boosters fall away and then the second boosters burn up and fall away and then the space shuttle is launched into the upper atmosphere and it's already gone that high 3D planet earth I've said it before and I'll say it again it's our rocket booster and like any good rocket booster it's got a lot of fuel It's going to push us into the upper atmosphere. And the the planet has been doing that with the crystals in the earth that's now just pushing out all our negative energy that we sent down into the planet. Things that that weren't transformed and healed sent back up to us so we could deal with it. It's sending us the energy. And and also most of the planet's on fire right now. Like any good rocket booster worth its weight, it has to catch fire in order to launch us higher and it's going to fall away when we are there in the upper atmosphere and a higher level and a higher vibration. So that was just the image that came to me. I just thought it was good. It was like, Oh yeah, just like an actual rocket booster that's on fire <laughs> that pushes us farther I think that's what's going on with all the fires around the planet. That was just a weird thought that I had on the way (laughs) during my break here. So I wanted to, to say that. All right, guys, I cannot believe this is six o'clock in the morning and I'm finally getting to do this part of the show I did the other part six hours ago and it's taken me this long to charge my phone I had done about 45 minutes of channeling with Mahavatar Babaji and my phone went from 77% down to one shut off and deleted the entire thing (laughs) and I've been waiting this whole time just to charge my phone 
it went up like 1% every 30 minutes till it was finally to 29% after like three hours and plugged it in and shut off the phone and, and in 20 minutes it went to 100%. This doesn't sound normal, right? There's been too many technical difficulties. Um, that was only one of them. Talking to uh, my near twin flame, uh, Jude, and his, um, he, he couldn't hear his, uh, he couldn't hear me when I did a voice message on Messenger, and like four times I sent the same message, and it just was like all garbled and weird, and I was like practically screaming in the phone. My TV has been shutting off uh, multiple times, like 10 or 12 times. Uh, while watching Netflix, it just shut off. Like, and no one touched their phone. It was just suddenly we don't have Netflix. We had to keep starting that up earlier, my son and I, when we were trying to watch that while I was making dinner. Um, the electronic mercury retrograde thing, or maybe it's a magnetosphere. I don't know what it is, but it's really freaking irritating. He was having problems with his computer and a scanner. My computer tried to shut down twice to reboot and reload new information I had to like tell it no twice my phone while doing the swiping thing to um, you know like my phone that knows my word patterns and I've used the swipe thing for six years on that my old phone and it always worked perfect today is a bunch of gobbledygook I just was like I just sent it to Jude. I said, look what my phone's doing right now. I had to shut it off a couple times, turn it back on. This phone, same thing. Um, it's just the, the electronic thing, the communication thing is just crazy. And the, the channel that I had done was so good, but Mahavatar Babaji assured me he's going to try to repeat every word the way that he did already. He said, even though currently I don't have a perfect memory he says it's very hard when you are transcend or ascending basically into another dimension um, a greater part of your memory does go for a while it's temporary but if you're having memory issues it will come back so he wanted me to mention that so basically I'm gonna now try to do this again go back into a trance again try to do the channel again and try to get it out there before y'all get into your cars for your morning commute but if I don't get it done in time and you have to listen to this tomorrow I'm I'm really sorry this literally could not be helped and as Babaji told me everything in divine timing always divine timing is necessary he's having me hold two of my crystals and I was doing that before, so hopefully it does not drain the phone this time. I have the phone on my body, like I've seen on my knee. Now I have it seen on a Kleenex box, so in front of me. So hopefully this, it won't get drained while I'm trying to channel his energy. <sighs> okay, um, Mahavatar Babaji started the Kriya Yoga line of Raja yoga 
<clears throat> you've heard of Self-Realization Fellowship or SRF.org, started by Paramahansa Yogananda. I've been getting confirmations about Mahavatar Babaji a lot lately. I was looking at what I call my my porn, my style of porn is real estate. Love looking at houses, love the idea of buying land and houses. And I found an old, old house built a couple hundred years ago that's just outside of Cuenca, Ecuador, where I live right now. And this house, the description said there's a chapel. And I'm like, oh, it's probably Catholic, you know. And when I looked at the pictures of the chapel, there was a bunch of meditation uh, cushions. And then the next picture in the slideshow was a picture of Mahavatar Babaji and the other masters of self-realization fellowship, um, Lahiri Mahasaya and Swami Sri Yukteswarji, Paramahansa Yogananda, Lord Krishna, and Brother Yeheshwa, otherwise known as Jesus. So I thought that was a cool sign, and I didn't know if that means it's a sign that that house is mine, but I thought that means something. And then today, when I was told by my uh, higher guidance that today's the day I need to channel Mahavatar Babaji, I was pretty blown away by that. And it's like, I'm, it's tripping me out a little bit. But anyway, um, just want to give you a little bit of a background. He did live um, he, for 4,000 years so far. He's still alive. He has never died. He has said, and this was in Autobiography of a Yogi, written by Paramahansa Yogananda, that Mahavatar Babaji literally said to somebody once that he will leave this world when the world passes away. He has no intention of leaving and he's going to stay in his body, but he vibrates at such a high rate that you can't see him. He's way, way up there, but he can drop it down to probably the seventh or fifth dimension. But I think he's like in the ninth, 11th more. I don't know. He's way the hell up there. He has come to me many, many times. He is my personal spiritual master. He has uh, touched my forehead and told me to meditate. Many times I felt him stroking the bottom of my feet or caressing the top of my feet the way a mother would a little child. Um, It never uh, freaks me out or anything. It's always very gentle and very, very sweet. He is a really uh, good person, obviously, very sweet and gentle and kind. But he's had his reputation as he has been tough with people who needed that kind of uh, training, spiritually speaking. With me, he's always been very sweet and gentle, always reminding me to meditate. So I love him. He's an amazing guru, and I'm grateful that throughout all my lifetimes, he's been mine, at least, you know, since he's been alive. The past 4,000 years, all the, all the times I've been a spiritual seeker, in all the lifetimes, some of my lifetimes, I was just, you know, not a spiritual seeker, just trying to live a normal life, you know, being a wife and all that, <laughs> or when I'm a man, just whatever, doing whatever men do, I don't know, <laughs> 
anyway um it's been really wonderful knowing him and in this life consciously being aware that he is my guru has been it's been really cool actually so he promised me we're gonna try to match every word word for word like before so i don't really remember because i was in a trance so we're gonna try to get there now um so here we go Okay, uh, Master Mahavatar Babaji, thank you for coming to the show and allowing me to channel you for the show. You may begin transmission anytime. Hello, greetings, and namaste. <clears throat> I am grateful to be a part of this show today because I wish to talk to you about a couple things that many of you have been wondering. It's been a question on your mind. Some of these things. So that is what we're going to discuss tonight. Many of you have been wondering about the spiritual fluid or the formless substance that's been mentioned throughout several books in many of the episodes of the show. And <clears throat> I am here to tell you that this formless substance, this liquid is more of like a liquid crystal light it is less of a actual fluid it's not like water it's not like lava where it's molten rock it's not hot it's not really cold it's more of an electrical flow the electricity is created through this and yet it's not only electricity earlier in your lesson you had been told that the thought never strays far from its source God is the creator of all mankind all things all beings from every blade of grass to every person, obviously. And this formless substance is akin to God's thoughts. It comes directly from Prime Creator. It is the thoughts and the wills and all of the energies that make up all of the beings, all of the things, all of the energies or spirits, if you will. So all of the plants, all of the trees or, you know, animals, all of the insects, the human beings, the air, everything 
is created from the formless substance or this liquid crystal light because it's all coming from the divine head basically it's all coming from God and as a direct result of that everything is created from this liquid light now it's been exciting for you guys to discover the idea of the magnetic liquid or the magnetic fluid that you can impress upon and make your desires and dreams wishes come true through working with this substance but many of you have been confused thinking that it's something between you and God but not quite of God many of you thought it was something outside of God entirely I'm here to tell you it's God's direct thoughts it's almost like his cerebral fluid not in the same way where you keep your cerebral fluid which is neat and tidy inside of your head God's is all over but God does not have a body the way that you have a body so I don't want you to think of this as God's brain that exploded or something I want you to imagine that this is the thought flow that comes out of the mind of God have you ever heard of going with the flow or being in the flow that means you are going in the correct direction for your best highest good while swimming in this liquid crystalline light in the formless substance you are thoughts of the divine but you are also pieces or sparks of the highest vibratory light and another word for this is love the flow is all around you and also permeates you and also is you it is you it is part of you you are part of it there's nothing that is not connected and conjoined together when you think of it from the perspective of where this divine flow this magnetic energy this liquid crystalline light where it is it's everywhere if it did not exist in a part of the universe that part of the universe would cease to exist so I hope that as far as this part of it is concerned I hope that clears it up for you it literally is love but love is not 
an intangible idea. Love is literally what God is made from. It's literally what you are made from, what your soul is made from. Everything is liquid light. Now, when you go outside and you feel the breeze on your face, it's God caressing your cheek. And because it is invisible, the forces that create it is are invisible, you seem to feel that this is just normal and natural on your world. It's just a breeze is just a breeze. But what you're not understanding is this is literally a physical way of feeling it. The liquid light just passed by you. Everything, all space you occupy is surrounded by this liquid light. You would cease to be if the liquid light would were to leave. So when you feel a breeze upon your face, that is the liquid light leaving. Now it's not liquid really. It's not a hundred percent light really. But if we say liquid crystalline light, it makes a lot more sense. Because when you say the magnetic fluid, the idea of fluid surrounding you seems a little maybe insane, actually. It seems crazy that you're surrounded by liquid and you can't feel it. So when we say that it's like the flow of love, it's an energy, it's a liquid crystalline form. When we say these words, it gives you a greater and broader understanding. You're going to understand it more and more in the coming days, weeks, and months. When we say you need to clear the air, you're literally cleansing what is in this magnetic flow. When you say that the air is so thick with tension, you could cut it with a knife. It's because the thoughts that were impressed upon this magnetic light were so heavy and dark and dense. that that is the impression it created and that is the energy impression it leaves. When you impress an idea on the formless substance, you create that thing and it is brought to you. Sometimes it takes time. Sometimes it's more immediate. Depends on how you block the flow of this liquid crystal light. Now, going back to the idea of the breeze, when you see, you can't really see the air unless it's hauling dust with it. 
or dirt of some kind or clouds because you could see the clouds you can't really see the wind and you feel in a way that it's there but also invisible so in a way it's it's not there but the evidence is when you view the trees and all the leaves are moving maybe sometimes you'll see the birds the feathers will lift up a little bit with the breeze and you see how birds can fly through the air so that's how you know it is something that's more solid it's just that it's not in your dimension and therefore you can't see it but just because something is invisible doesn't mean it's not there you can't see love but it's everywhere and so hopefully that will clear it up for you a little bit like uh, I lost that train of thought I'm sorry Babaji I'm getting very tired because I've been up all night huh waiting for the electronics to behave themselves <laughs> I'm practically falling asleep here guys I'm just like oh I'm so sorry Earlier, the channeling was so perfect, it took so much out of me. Now I'm doing this one, but all right. Um, all right, let's see here. <clears throat> okay, prana and chi energy. We want to address a little bit of this now. Again, there was a little bit of confusion related to this. Your life force comes from several sources all of which are God you have energy coming in through your astral body your spirit body and it creates a self-generating form of prana or chi which is your life force energy then you have your mental body that tends to be illumined with golden light. Your physical body is the most dense or gross substance, but we don't mean to say the word gross in this case um, to mean ugly or uninteresting or fat. We, when we say gross substance here, we mean it has a high level of actual density. The matter is dense. So your physical body out of all your bodies is the most dense, even though you're losing density every day because that is the nature of the fifth dimension. So the spirit body I'm sorry, the physical body can exercise, and when you breathe deeply through exercise, you pull in the chi energy. You pull in that prana. When you walk in nature, the prana comes and surrounds you like a thin blanket. You can also pull in prana by breathing in forcibly and imagine the energy going into your body 
and imagine the old stagnant energy leaving your body when you blow out of your mouth. You breathe in through your nose. So while you're walking in nature, while you're near a body of water, while there's water and moisture in the air during a rainstorm, or a lot of clouds, an overcast day is perfect for this. Imagine the chi or prana energy coming into your body and traveling along your spine, energetically speaking. Just pull it in, just just breathe it in. Imagine it surrounding your body in a thin layer of electric blue or pale turquoise energy. This will give you a greater vitality. This will lend a lot more um, strong thinking capacity and ability to your brain, your physical brain. This will do wonders for you. Just go outside nature and breathe deeply. You don't have to do heavy exercises, just enough to give you energy. If you do this three times a week, you're going to be physically much more stronger. Your health will improve. Your mental clarity will come online in a way that you never thought it could. It's one thing to be out in nature and walk around in nature. It's another thing to consciously make every footstep part of a living meditation by pulling in the chi and prana energy from all of the atmosphere, the air around you. It will help your own physical vibration to go up as well as your energy will be fresh and new and vibrant and alive. You will command more of a presence. This will even command respect. People won't know why they give it to you, but they will because of your high vibratory energy. or anything else no I guess he stopped he said like there's no nothing else Um, it seems like we're missing something see mental body spiritual body oh emotional body oh yes the emotional body the emotional body is at least from my perspective, it's seemingly yellow, like the color of daffodils or daisies, that happy, vibrant, alive yellow. But the emotional body can get in it stuck energy and stagnant vibratory energy that uh, I'm getting like a whole bunch of messages at once. I'm sorry, I need to tune into Mahavata Prabhuji only. Someone just told me about an ancient Incan robbery. Is there a spirit in here? Can you wait while I'm done until like till later? Do you need to be you need me to take you to the other side? 
Is there more than one of you? Okay. Are you an Incan leader? You are a warrior. I see you. Was it warmer back then? Because you're not wearing very many clothes. Very interesting. Yeah, I just saw you have a, a long silver energy. Is that your sword? That's really awesome. All right. Can you stand here quietly while I, I work with my spiritual master for a moment? And then I will take you. Um, we're going to have to have a conversation about God in tea. All right. Sorry about that, guys. Spirit just appeared in my room. He's very tall, handsome, and lean. And he's wearing like a loincloth and not a whole lot else. I mean, he's got a lot of jewelry on. And he's got something around his neck to, to keep his back warm, but... Wow, it's pretty cool. All right. I've never met an Incan warrior. I've met Incan spirits. But he is my first Incan warrior. He's standing guard now. He's near the window. Standing guard by me. Is there any other spirits in here? That was so weird. It's like I kept seeing the image of a knife, and then a little bit ago, I almost said the knife was being forged, and then, you know, like I started to fall asleep a little bit, and I'm like, dude, that's not what Lord Baba G is saying to me, so, okay, I'm in, like, fighting that energy along with, you know, trying to learn the new one, so here we go again, all right, so, all right, we're back, <laughs> in the emotional body, you said it was a yellow, happy, sunny color. More other other swirly colors can be in the emotional body in itself, human-generated colors in the aura, um, in the emotional body occur. If you have a, a happy marriage, it'll keep vibrant, alive, vi high vibrational colors pinks and pale blues, yellows, whites, and if you have an unhappy marriage, it will become more stagnant. It will look more like the color of mud or an old dark green uh, jade type of color. And that will inhibit the power of that liquid magnetic crystalline substance to flow through your body, so you do need to break it up all right like this okay if you take two crystals with their points and you just stab at it energetically and just kind of poke it and then you can lift it up and out and then you scatter it to the winds to the four winds you just imagine it is dissipating like millions and millions of stars in the sky just dissipating to the four winds and it will go back into the magnetic substance and it will be transformed back into the energy and power of absolute and pure love. That is what will be happening as far as how you, what you do to clean your, your emotional body and how to pull in more energy. Now connecting to all of your chakras, you can Breathe deeply into each chakra and ask 
that more of the magnetic or formless substance, the crystalline light energy, comes into each chakra. Ask it to balance everything. You want every chakra spinning the exact same vibratory pattern and rate. That is how you avoid all illnesses. That is how you reverse aging. That is how you obtain knowledge that you did not have to study for to understand. And what else? That is how you stay vibrant and alive. Keep everything cleared out at all times. You can use energy of crystals to help heal you. If you did not want to do it just by your bare hands, you feel like you're holding on to something feels a little more solid. A lot of people feel like they're not really doing anything because even though it's energy, if they don't feel the energy and they don't really see the energy, they feel like maybe it doesn't exist. They start to doubt themselves. We don't want you to doubt yourself. Usually your hunches are correct as to what the manner of reality is, what what the nature of reality is. You know what the nature of reality is. At the core of your being, at your highest possible self level, you do. As this part of you is just now waking up, you're going to learn a lot more as you go on deeper into the fifth dimension. So basically just keep your aura and your chakras cleansed. Allow the white light of God to penetrate throughout all of your chakras and just burst forth in all directions from you in a big circular structure like you're standing in the center of a clear ball and maybe imagine like a glass Christmas ornament it's absolutely clear and it's perfectly round no seams no holes it's just perfectly clear and every time you take a deep breath and you breathe in the liquid light the magnetic formless substance the pure love from God that will penetrate that space that you've created for yourself. Mm, I'm getting really heady here, guys. Lots of energy downloads. I hope you feel it. My forehead is absolutely throbbing right now. All right, so... He says, yeah, so so fill the bubble that you imagine yourself to live in. (laughs) It's obviously breathable. It's obviously not real, but it's just you imagine it. And this is going to help everybody in a 10-mile radius of you in all directions when you do this. Pull in the direct love of God, which you can view as magnetic energy. From the top of your head all the way down to your feet, all your chakras, everything. Imagine it's being permeated by this rainbow liquid crystalline light it's like a rainbow all the swirly pastel colors it's very pure loving energy 
So if you imagine that your bubble is filled with this, it's going to give you a great deal of protection. And again, 10 mile radius in every direction from you, it's going to lift the vibrations of everyone around them, around you. Whatever it is you want, just ask the formless substance for it and see what happens. You don't always get a yes on every question. Sometimes you get a no when you ask God to bring you something using the formless substance. Only if it's in your best interest, your highest good, and the highest good of those people that are surrounding you at any given moment within the next or most uh, approximate 10 miles in every direction. Energetically, those people, even if you never meet them, are linked to you by geographical region. The formless substance takes on the traits and personalities of people in different cities and different places. And if it's all cleared out, we can help more people. So keep your energy field clear. And if anyone asks, you tell them about the energy field and tell them to bring in liquid light and prana energy from the trees, the clouds, the sun. And this will help all of it. It's going to help your DNA. It'll help your kundalini, helps your eyesight, helps your hair color. It'll help everything because this is pure love directly from God. Being in the fifth dimension, this is going to fill more and more and more of your life. You're going to be hearing more about it. You're going to feel more intuitively connected to it. You're going to feel higher in vibration, higher with your connection to the one will, the more of this liquid light you consciously take in to all of your bodies, emotional, physical, mental, and spiritual, the more you can start to hear the voice of God faster, easier. You can ask the formless substance to impress upon your crystals or your pendulum or even your tarot cards. You can ask them um, at, or ask the formless substance to come and make sure that all your answers are correct and that your equipment, your, your crystals and everything is completely filled with the light of God, basically the love of God. I don't know. Um, I just lost another, I just started to fall asleep right there. So crazy, man. Sitting up, I could sleep anywhere, I tell you. I could probably sleep on a crowded subway in New York. <laughs> if given the chance. Okay, I'm asking. Someone was just interfering with my thought pattern right there. Also, plus I started to fall asleep. Sorry about that, guys. All right. So is there anything else you want to add to that? 
chamomile tea at this time is especially helpful to drink. It can be a physical representation of that gold and white energy, that gentle love energy that is surrounding you and is in every individual cell in your body right now. But chamomile tea will calm your nerves. It will take out nerve pain. It will relax the aura as well as the emotional body. It will calm down the uh, mentality of the third dimension that you've taken with you. It will let go of that. It will help you. There is a very special spiritual energy in the chamomile tea. It's going to help you connect higher to your higher guidance. Also, it contains some minerals that most people are needing in this moment in time. Okay. Is there anything else? Basically, no, but that's it for now. <laughs> I, I wish to let you know that every one of you is special. Every one of you is... energetically linked to one another through that magnetic substance and yet you all are individuals and we have to accept everybody you know so maybe not everyone is going to be uh, receptive to the idea of this liquid light expanding their auras and their everything but you can do it silently in the presence of people that are non-believers or asleep. Just expand your energy field. And if they're in your energy field, they're going to feel it as well. On some level, and they will wake up eventually. Like the drip, drip, dripping of a faucet eventually drives a man crazy. But if, his, if the plug in the sink is plugging the sink... It will fill a sink. And then you'll have a sink full of water. Same thing with spirituality. With people near you that are sleeping. You give them a little bit of your energy. Or you expand your energy field near them. And it's going to be like a droplet of water. Every single time. Every single time. And after months or years. I've seen somebody often. They're going to start to change because they can't help it because of the energy that you hold in your body. Because how powerful you have become by pulling in the chi and the prana as well as this direct light from God. Well, that's all that's all I have to say about that for now. Thank you for being alive in this time of the great shift of humanity it is highly impressive to the spiritual masters that you are the brave souls that chose to do this we are all very we're all very impressed with you even if you feel like you're not doing a lot, being alive at this time on earth 
if that's all you're doing with your days is just breathing and doing nothing else. It, it, it's uh, the fact that you're here is what is changing the world. You're open-minded enough to listen to this show and others that are like-minded from other soul tribe or soul family members. And as you do this, as you do this, uh, going about your day to day and you expand your field of awareness with your meditation and such, you are lightening the load of the planet. You're helping in every possible way. Don't ever believe you're not doing enough. A lot of you that are not consciously doing work in the daytime, because you're spiritually aware and you go to bed, a lot of you are doing work at night. So for that, we wanted to thank you. We wanted to thank you very much for being the brave souls that stepped forward, signed all the papers, dotted the I's, crosses the T's, cross the T's. <laughs> waiting in line for what seemed like an eternity to clamor around to get here. You did it. You're there. You're here. So that's all I have to say about that, basically. <laughs> it's the energy I'm getting from him. He doesn't say that. I say that. I wish you all a safe and rapid and peaceful rest of your journey remember to keep falling to the wayside all of the negative remnants of the third dimensional world just keep cleansing your aura cleansing your boots cleansing your clothes cleansing your hair cleansing your everything just every time you clean anything whether it's physical or mental or emotional however you need to clean always say that it is in the name of God we could just shorten it and just say thank you God for this thank you thank you for this you don't have to say a big chant out loud or a prayer just a silent thank you God Well, that's pretty much all he has to say about that. He's saying, with the God in me, I bow to the God in you, and I bless you, and I bless you, and I bless you. He says, thank you for listening to my humble speech today. All right, now I'm being seen, now I'm being shown a very, very pink sky and what looks like Cotopaxi Mountain, which is actually a very active volcano. Are you showing that to me, Incan man? Yes, he is. That's where you come from. Ah, Chimborazo. That's where he's coming from. Okay. He says it's easier for travel, for spirits to travel 
back when he was alive, it was very hard to go that route from where I lived to where that is. All right. All right, let's, let's talk. I still have to finish my show. Okay. All right. He's like, I'll wait my turn. I didn't know that that guy wasn't done. Or that you weren't done with him. Such a wild trip when spirits come to me during when I'm in a trance, but I'm more receptive. But I'm going to help this guy get back to his heaven, which is everyone's heaven, but I have to talk to him about his version of it. A lot of the Incan people believed that the sun god E.N.T. was going to come and take them, and they die a noble death that way and it's possible that their version of the sun god isn't a real god at all and so he's not going to come meet every single Incan person that ever lived on the day of their death I don't know I mean I gotta look into a little bit more and see who that really is and what happened with that but I had to rescue 13 children in Peru that had been dead for hundreds of years and they were stuck because NT never came. So we'll see how I handle this. I'll tell you guys tomorrow. <laughs> After I handle this one. All right. All right. I hope that this was a coherent channeling. If it wasn't, I can redo it. But I think for the most part, you get the gist that every single thing the spaces in between your cells, the cells themselves, all the stuff inside the cells, it's all made up this of the formless substance. You know, you can't see it, but when it blows against your face, you can feel it when it moves. That's called going with the flow. Or having a smooth flow or a good flow. It's literally the flow of love energy from God towards us towards everything I don't know I hope you find that inspirational I I know I do it cleared up a lot of things for me I'm gonna go back and listen to this when I'm a lot less tired (laughs) alright guys I love you I hope that you're well and happy that you're taking care of your mental health and that you are making sure that all the people around you are also taking care of their mental health as well it's okay. Don't panic. This is, it's like another day or two, another week or two, another month or two, and then it's over. But the faster you can get rid of your stuff, the faster you fill yourself with the liquid light energy, the faster you're going to get rid of the negativity of your past. You don't need burdens or baggage any longer. It's, it's gone. It's, but you do need to address it. Put an address on it, send it far, far away. <laughs> address it. <laughs> but you know what I mean. So anyway, I wish you all very much good luck and positivity. But anyway, I gotta go. <laughs> so I'm signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the holy fifth dimension. Until next time, guys. Peace.
Do you ever wish you could look into the next chapter in your book of life and see what's coming next? What does the universe have in store for you? I can help you with that. I will give you a Celtic cross reading, which is 10 cards, or you can ask me three questions and I use three cards per question. So that's nine cards or I can channel your higher guidance or maybe God directly for you. Maybe you want to talk to your dear departed Aunt Edna because maybe you have a few questions and she was the smartest person you knew. If your deceased relatives are available or your ascended masters, I can channel them for you personally. Let me have one hour to show you the future in your next chapter of your book of life. Readings are $75 and it takes me an hour to an hour and a half to complete. And for this price, you will also be hooked up to the healing grid around the planet for free, which means yours truly, me, I will be giving you Reiki 24 hours a day, seven days a week for the rest of your life. All you have to do is let me know. Metaphysicalsoulspeak at gmail.com and we will explore your future together.